I can go in a one dollar straight up transfer and, and from get Zaha Pogba. to Pogba, seven dollars to eight dollars. I'll just give it a few more minutes, <laughs> and when I come back, Zaha's at six point nine and Pogba's up to eight point one, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me already. <laughs> Oh, I just lost point two. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. Scott, this is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko. Why are you? I don't know why, why I wanted to point him. Right it away. just felt right. See, okay. it just felt right. Brian, I'm going to apologize in advance for this pod. Okay. Because Dave and I have been doing nothing but arguing. Fact. And it's only going to continue with the microphones in front Fact. of us. Fact. Absolutely. That is completely understandable. There's nothing that I can do about the, it. This will, he'll, this will be one of those shows where he will have to be like referee yeah. and like step in and say, okay, just shut up, both yeah. of you. Th- this is what this Then he'll say something funny and then move on to the next match. That's right. So what we yeah. do. We talk about all 10 matches. We give you all the fantasy analysis you need. We're going to look ahead. I'm going to actually ask you guys. I'm going to put you two on the spot and ask you a bunch of questions spot about what me. people should do spot next me. week. So all this right. is going to be good analysis. Well, and yes. I will tell people what they what I will do so they can they can do the opposite. That is absolutely the right reaction to take against any of your advice. That's correct. Yes. Uh, all right, so we're going to cover all 10 matches. We're going to have a few of the segments that you know and love, but we're going to get right into it because there is so much to talk about. Gentlemen, this season is just all in right flying. away. It's happening. Flying. On to the matches. Tottenham 1, Chelsea 2. You know, all the goals scored by Chelsea Blues. Alonzo with a brace. Bats, Unbelievable. Bats with an own goal. This game, Scott, it just typified a lot of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Look, brother Matt and I, we've been saying this for years. What we think is going to happen in a, a Premier League weekend, what you think, what what you just write write it down on paper. Oh, Chelsea's playing Spurs at Wembley. Okay. Arsenal's playing at Stoke. Okay. Like you, you write this stuff down mm-hmm. and then you might as well just go the opposite way. Rip it all up. Chelsea started with two offensive players. Two offensive players. They had Morata and William, and that's it. Yeah, they had a back seven, they, I think. They went into this game, and I don't blame them, because of their injuries and signings and whatnot. They just didn't have many offensive uh, people available. Pedro's just coming back from an injury. He did play. He came on late. But as they, as you, you, when the lineups came out, I looked at it, and I said, oh, well, well I mean, it's sort of smart. They're playing, for, they're playing away at... At Spurs, Spurs have been red hot all through preseason to start the season. They're just playing for a draw. Hey, let's let's get our point and get out of here. It's an away point. It's a good point. It's, it's going to be a good point against a top five club it's, or top six, five club, whatever. It, that'd be a good point. Sixth place club. Chelsea comes into this game. Alonzo, a piece of magic on a free kick. The best one I've seen yet this year. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's great. Unbelievable. Batshuayi helps out. The Spurs with an own goal. It was a fantastic header. I mean, literally just, you know. It was perfect. It was, Brian. It was a perfect header. And then Alonzo gets the last goal. And and Chelsea does not deserve. I mean, they do. They deserve all the credit because they went in there probably just to get a point. They came out with a win. And Spurs, you know, they had some. uh, William hit the post as well, though. But Kane blasted the post. Uh, You know, both teams did it. It just, the easy narrative 
and and brother Matt, you know, texts us out the other day to all of us, and and you know, Spurs are going to spur, and and I've been, I've always said that as an Arsenal fan, I love to poo-poo the Spurs, right? Don't know if that's completely fair in this case, but Scott, what's the result? Harry Kane doesn't score in August again. Spurs lose at Wembley again. Chelsea again wins another game they shouldn't have any point in winning. And the narratives stayed the same regardless of what should happen. And it's it's a little annoying. It's okay. a little annoying. Yep. Uh, okay. So I am uh, I'm part of the way there with you, Dave. Uh, I know that you don't look at the agenda that we set up for our podcast before each show. So, Brian, Brian, let me ask you this question. What are the two words I have written down for this match? Don't panic. Close. Don't overreact. That's I'm exactly sorry. right. It's don't. A, it's a similar idea. Overreact. Yes, who, exactly right. Who is right. overreacting? I'm not overreacting. It's just the same narratives that have been in place since the Premier League writers scripted them in what seems like eons ago, continues to stay true to form. You're, o- you're overreacting in your underreaction. I think that's <laughs> what Scott's getting at here. You just need I to, hate, you need it to tone right. it into the middle more. This it, Professional sports is all, a, it is all about results. It's only about results. There's no moral victory in professional sports. If there is such thing as a moral victory, Spurs would have it from this match. They played very well. For the most part, uh, they they did not look poor in defeat. Uh, I'm not overly scared. Yes, all the storylines play out. You're absolutely right. I, I mean, who who owns Harry Kane at this point? Not many people, and certainly no one in this room <laughs> on this podcast. That's true. You sold him? Yeah, you yes, sold him last I week. did. Yeah. Who'd you sell him for? I sold him for Lukaku. Yeah. Good for you. Well, the re- see, listen, I I was ext- it was a, it was it I tore me to my bad. core. Yeah. I had I absolutely you had I, to look deep I, into your soul. Yeah, because and I believe in Harry Kane. Yeah. I I I am I still believe there's one more there's one more August match. He can get over this, and it is a gift. It is Burnley at home. They can do it. Brian, listen. However, this is this is two time golden boot Harry Kane. Scott, just give this give the statistic. You you gave it to us. Twelve matches, thirty four shots, zero goals. Thirty four shots. I mean It's Cameron Jeromish. Well, it's amazing because <laughs> it's amazing because the shot that he had that hit the post, it was it's like it, every it's like every other game. It was it was a it rocket. was an inch. It's an inch the other <laughs> it, direction. It hit on and the it inside of the post. In. Oh yeah. yeah, easily. Yeah. Although knowing their luck, it could have done what uh, Michael wow. Antonio did a couple years ago the when it hit post? when it hit both posts. <laughs> that's the that's the last thing Harry Kane. If if he does that in August, I think they should count that as a goal. Uh, I agree. The difference between this year's Harry Kane and the last two years Harry uh, uh, version of Harry Kane is that he looks good. He looks good. It's just the result isn't there. Just unlucky. That final ball isn't going in. Listen, I also I blame Pochettino a little bit here. He should have known that Chelsea didn't have any other option but to just to come out defensively. And Son didn't play. He had Dembele and Wanyama playing in the midfield. He should have taken one of those out. He should have probably, in my opinion, taken out Dembele and played Son in the center of the pack and or put Erickson in the middle of the field instead of having Erickson on the wing opposite Ali with Kane in the middle. Interesting. I I think I wonder if he could do it over again if he would have done that. Hmm. Put Son out on the wing, put Erickson in the middle of the field with Winyama so then he can create. Brian, make note of this. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. 
That's good analysis. Thanks. Every once in a while, I have some. That yeah. Good, that was good tactic. Uh, it's Wanyama who's the final fault here for the lapse in... Uh, in well, it was well, just a. It was just a. It was just a momentary lapse of attention. That's it. It was an assumption on his part that he was clear, and he has a terrible giveaway that goes straight to Alonso. I, I just don't know what else you're supposed to say for them when when Chelsea have two shots on target. Yeah, and they both go in. There's yeah. a reason why Marcus Alonso on a team filled with good quality fantasy defenders is the highest priced of them all. Mm-hmm. Scored two goals here. Shouldn't surprise anybody. He did, in his first week, he scored zero. I think it's obviously an anomaly. There won't be many times that probably happens. Yeah, but if he we had has made, this scoring streak in him, yeah. And if we had done real or fake on Alonzo last week, we would have said he's still real. Yeah, true, very true. And this week, he would have proved it. Yeah, yeah, and, and he did. And he, he and Louise are are the attacking guys. More well, Louise. Louise, this game. Louise was this game. Yeah. I think the quote that he uh, that he he gave was that Con- uh, Conte told him uh, to go out there and run a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> if that is Conte's strategy, he has been. Is Victor Moses still cream. classed as a defender? He is. Is he? Yeah. You're sure of that? Yeah, yeah, pretty sure. Hmm. Look, I, 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 a hundred thousand people almost have rushed to Marcus Alonso's goals. Yeah, this week. So that is a that is a lot of people to go chasing a seven dollar defender. But I guess if you're gonna chase a defender's goals, I am most okay chasing Marcus Alonso's goals. Yeah, he feel yeah, he's sure. different. He's different. He proved it last year. This isn't someone who has never Listen, been in the league before. And taking free kicks like that, he'll take more. That's right. That was filthy. That's right. He did it last year. He's not. He's proving that he's not a one-year wonder. He is for real. The only thing I don't like about him anymore is his face. There's always a Chelsea <laughs> face that you have to hate. It, yeah. up come until, on, Alonzo's I mean, face is okay. No, no. Oh, come on. Something about the hair and the open mouth and the jawline. and just a the, little picky. Uh, there's his face. I mean, Brian, you're with me on this. How did yeah. you describe Alonzo's face? I just face? said I think he he looks like a he looks like the offspring of '60s Mick Jagger and one of the Canadian <laughs> characters from South Park. That's exactly right. I, like I, I <laughs> see Brian's just putting into words what I was thinking. I am not. I am not necessarily wanting to punch him in the face. Uh, I understand what you're saying. There. I'd like to rough it up a little bit. Uh, no, hey, listen. Let's move this on really quick, though. I want to say this. I still think uh, Spurs are not deep. I, I don't think that's that's not an outlandish statement. Which and is great for FPL in September. That's correct. I that's mean, correct. I'm not bothered by this result. I'm not bothered. I knew that the Wembley Stadium was cursed for Spurs. Right. I knew that Harry Kane wouldn't score again because it's August. I mean, Ali and Erickson look good. Kane looks good. Yeah. The defense is okay. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to I'm going to really enjoy buying yeah. Spurs when their prices well, dip in there, September. There are well, that I was going to say for Harry Kane, this is a uh, it's it, a good time to buy. It is a well, it's a gift that 40% of people I've almost bought so. him to start the season because 20% of those who are have bailed on him, right. his price is well, guaranteed you're, you're to drop. You're one of them. You're one of them. Well, yeah, but but I sure. sold him after one week. Right. I wasn't his his ownership was still decently right. high going into this week. Well, and that was the reason why you sold him quickly because you didn't want to lose. Oh yeah, I don't want to lose the money. Uh, what I was going to say, there's only two to that point. What you said, I mean, there's only two defenders in all of fantasy Premier League that their price has has gone up. 
One is your guy, Dave, uh, Hagazi, and the other is Ben Davis. Yeah. So, yeah. Which is amazing to me because I don't know that there was a. He's going to play as a midfielder. I get that, you know, that's typically where he's going to be more than anything else. So, yeah, I mean, that's another guy. Uh, Kieran Trippier is a guy that, you know, came back in this week after a short injury. He got, he got, knocked at the end asked to come off they're still evaluating it it doesn't initially it looked bad i don't think it's going to be it's not as bad as they Mm. they said so but he's one of those guys that his price went down since the start of the season i mean i feel like there there are a few gifts here for people like in purchasing these guys because their price is going to drop a little bit so that's good just just wait man yeah i think that's good and and Scott, you're right. But, no, but not Erickson. Christian Erickson is any minute now will go up. He's, he's not. He's it's 12, not, 12 and 7 in it's the not, first two it's, games. And that's not, I don't, I can't imagine that changes. He, he's currently at a 9.5. He, I, I, I can't possibly stay that way. I'm hoping to buy very, him. That. I'm hoping to transfer him in this week. I think I have the money to do it. I might have to move some, something around. Yeah. I'm on the verge of just going with my wild card. I, I mean, what? What I thought I had, Dave, 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 whoa, the, yeah, whoa, no, listen, you know whoa, me, whoa. I got, I got itchy, itch, itchy fingers. Hold on, hold got, on, hold on. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll no, get to no, that. No, no, no. Let's get let's, there now. Let's let's go back just two weeks. We're doing preview shows. I know, Dave. I know. I two know. Of your, two of I our know. rules we discussed. I know. Don't use your first half wild card till after the window closes. I know. Number and that's obvious. Why? Number two, stop taking so many negative fours. Well, I haven't taken any <laughs> yet. This You're is going, going to be the to. first week I, listen, that listen. you take a negative four. I see you about to fall off the wagon, and I am trying to intervene right now. <laughs> we need to have an intervention. Yes, David Smith. We need to have Listen, I know you're standing in our table. I uh, get it. It's low. You're at the bottom, just about there. The only guy below you is a guy who's already stopped trying in our league. I get it. It's frustrating. Uh, but what did you say after last week's show, David? I know. I know. The first week doesn't mean... <laughs> That's right. Now, Man. how much more does week two mean? Not much more. Thank you very much. Are you going to take a negative four this week? No, I'm not. Good. <laughs> back to you, Dave. All right. Hey, listen. Speaking back on why the Spurs, and we need, I want to move off this game quickly. The Spurs petitioned the league to change the field size of Wembley. You heard Arlo talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting, right? Well, I can't remember if I read a tweet on it and or heard him talk okay. about it. I heard or it might have been related. But bottom line is, fact is fact. Yeah. They petitioned the league to – because White Hart Lane, if those who don't know, are, is a smaller field. The, the Premier League has uh, parameters, big and small. A range. Inside this range, thank yep. you, Scott, on field size. Yes. White Hart Lane is on the smaller end of that range. I don't know where, exactly where it ranks, but it's on the smaller end. Wembley is on the larger end. And bottom line is – they're, they they wanted to make their field their home field size the same size as White Hart Lane, and the league wouldn't let them. And I don't understand why. Yeah, that seems odd. It's if it's going to be their home field, it, you would think I they completely would agree. be able to let the field be their dimensions. So I don't know what the deal is, but bottom line is the league said no. Sorry, tough tough luck. And and listen, they play a certain style, and I just wonder if it's not going to bite them a little. I mean, again, Scott, that might feed into C. U, R, S, E, the curse. It could feed into the curse. 
Man, right. did, they, did they when they petitioned the league? Was it the, was it a ghost that responded to them? Yeah, Their rationale was sure. the curse. Yeah. Manchester City won. Everton won a rousing Monday night football match. Uh, saw Raheem Sterling cancel out a second Wayne Rooney goal on the year. Two goals in two matches. His 200th Premier League goal. Is that right? 200th Why no, can't I get Wayne Rooney in my fantasy lineup? Why do I still have Josh King, Scott? You. I don't know the answer to that. That's a good question. So you're you're ready to sell this King is why, and buy but Rooney? See, no, this is exactly why Man, this is a guy ready it? to use his wild card. That's right. That is Because if you have that decision to make, then that's probably, what, the third... The most important decision yes. on the list. Yes, okay. Is. Yeah, I can see you that. You know the team, after scouring the statistics and scores and numbers and schedules of upcoming players, I realized, man, I could make some kick-butt changes okay. to lineups. This game was uh, something else. It was feisty. Kyle Walker sent off in the first half. Morgan Schneiderlin properly in the second properly half. Properly Kyle Walker. Attitude. Well, there's a lot of people saying no. When I first saw it, you guys saw my reaction. I thought it was a great decision. Great I referee still think decision. it is. Because here, here's the thing. So he, he picked up a yellow card, a proper yellow card. No one argued that. The second one is the arguing, uh, the, the arguing point. A ball is coming down in the air. He kind of checks to see where Brian. Who was it? Was behind him? Was it? Was it Calvin Lewin? It was. Yes, it was think, Calvert think, Lewin. Yeah, it was Calvert Lewin. So Calvert Lewin is approaching behind uh, Walker. Kyle Walker looks to kind of see where he is, but when he looks, he kind of takes like one more step back, and then he kind of tries to give him the business, like. The, a shoulder combo he gives him a lot elbow. of body. Yeah, a lot of body. Like, it was in body, other words, but it was no. Uh, it wasn't like a Arnautovic elbow. No, there was no right? elbow. That or was like a. I, and yeah, but and that's his, arm, it, his arm, I'm telling you, his shoulder, and he, he tried. Lewin did not get close enough to him for him to give him the business. And. I thought it was be- I thought it was a better flop by Calvert Lewin than it was an uh, aggressive move. I, don't think by I didn't Kyle read it Walker. that way at first. I I mean I know a lot of people later. The more people looked at it, the more people thought it was a harsh decision on Walker. I'm willing to say that maybe maybe it wasn't worthy of a second yellow. But in the moment, I I'd like to and I, I got to be honest. The with timing getting, of the challenge is what's is what's terrible. Well, like I, you just did it. Jeez, Kyle Walker. Was right. Mi- yeah. One just, minute and 57 seconds yeah. earlier. Yeah, you just picked up a yellow. Yeah. yeah. Which he didn't touch. In fairness, he didn't touch Leighton Baines when he when he went recklessly sliding in there. Just like Schneiderlin. Yeah, it was just the out-of-control nature yeah. of the of the lunge. Yeah. That's true. What are you going to do? I'm getting tired of these, uh, uh, these 50-50 balls in the air and these elbows flying. I'm getting really it sick of it. It seems like a lot this year. Last year really was the breaking point for me. You saw it a lot. I mean, Marion Fellaini is the one who made this popular. Now everyone's uh, jumping on board. I'm glad to see referees are starting to take action on it and and administering not just fouls but cards along with these elbows. And this is what we're going to get. I mean, this is what happens until things start, uh, until players start to react and adjust mm-hmm. their style to what the referees are calling. And so I, I hope to see it happen. If if this is a yellow card now moving forward on these 50-50 oh, balls. That's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. That'll clean up the game. I mean, it's going to take some 11 on 10 and 10 on 9 games to get there, but I'm okay with that. I'm hey, absolutely fine with Kyle that. Kyle Walker's first ever red. 
Which First is a little surprising. Ever red card in 200 appearances. Hey, what about the game? So Rooney. What else happened? It was 200. 200 goals for Rooney. It was 200 appearances, and Kyle Walker gets a red card. What else? Was there some other Schne- 200? Schneiderland got a red card? This they- is the first match where I'm going to bring up the fact that, once again, even if one of your players doesn't start, he can still score you points. Raheem Sterling coming off the bench. Yeah, you don't want to bet on that. Sterling sold a lot. Sterling's price is down since the start of the season by point one. But right. a very nice goal in this match. And, and and he's just the first of what's going to be many guys that we talk well, about who Scott, came off the bench to score. He got a Kapoo goal. Now listen, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, the Fortunate. defender headed it Fortunate. out of all places. Yes. It's a ball that's coming into the box. The defender goes to clear it. But instead of clearing it to a spot where an offensive player's not, he heads it back well, to the one place a defense is never supposed to head it. Right. Right back into the middle of the field. Right. Right back into where all the offensive players are. that's your boy. Are. That's your boy who did it that. It was Mason Holgate. Mason Holgate. <sighs> now, I agree with you. I agree with you. Fortunate goal, but it was a nice goal. He, he had to show some skill uh, to be able to take it one touch into the net. It was nicely he done. He came in firing. He had he just did. before that motivated launched a decent shot from from distance. He just he got under it a little bit. Sané got the start, but obviously Sterling got the goal. Once again, you can't really know exactly what Pep is doing. Danilo the started in last week and Sané yeah. didn't and he was benched. Mm-hmm. And so this week it's like I'm, I'm telling you it feels like Brian you got to you got to bring back the the Liverpool player rules of of like how how to select Man. the city players. No, 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 not yet. Not yet because Are you kidding me? Yeah, absolutely. They're not all scoring points yet. As a KDB yeah, owner, sure. as a KDB owner, yeah. I'm getting no points right now for yeah, my ten pounds. So am I. I'm getting nothing. So that's not a good comparison yet. Well, I agree with you in the sense that you don't know exactly. Like there's a bunch of these guys, okay. and that's you don't fair. know who's going to play. But they're not all scoring points yet, and that's right. that's where it breaks down. You're right. We'll talk about Liverpool's midfield too because that's interesting. Uh, yes. So KDB's got it. Got set up really where things are. Only, the only places where things are certain right now is with the three at the back. And the two at the front. And the three at the back aren't good, and neither is the goalkeeping. <laughs> not an Ederson fan? Listen, City's defense well, is I mean, still not good. And, and I would have thought Vincent Company coming back in would make things look a little more solid, but it hasn't been. It Not really. Uh, I would think that the midfield is uh, as talented as they are. They don't. They can't transfer their their talent backwards. I don't like they listen, they're playing a different formation this year. They're they're instead of playing like a like a last year they they played four in the back. It was like a 4-2-3-1. And this year they're playing a 3-5-2. And the 3-5-2 in my opinion puts puts guys in in positions that they're not used to playing. And in my opinion, the results are showing it. Yeah, well, they showed it was it was Sané's mistake uh, keeping the ball in play that led to right. Calvert-Lewin and Rooney right. getting together for that first goal. Jesus and Aguero both getting sort of chances, but last year Jesus was like man-possessed when he was a one-man up front. And Aguero has always played as the one man up yeah, front. Yeah, if there's one guy that's making a lot of people second guess after Harry Kane, it has to be Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, again, I, mean, I own that is that yeah, is and rough. I own him, and it's like and blame Kyle Walker for the for the halftime substitution. You can't imagine that if they're playing full strength, that Jesus subs off at halftime for Raheem Sterling. Well, right, maybe, 
Maybe not. It's pretty telling I that mean, it was Jesus that came off and not Aguero. And not yeah. Aguero. It, because last year, Jesus was Pep's Number boy, one. Yeah, that's right. right. I mean, that's when, exactly the right. second he was healthy, man, he went into the, st- yep. went into the squad. And so he comes off at halftime, and it's like, really? So he's going to be the sacrificial lamb? Yep. Out of everything that's going on, he's the one that you're going to pull off? Well, he can join the other uh, all-time strikers that are at the bottom of the forward scoring this year with two points yeah. so far. Uh, he yeah. is – he and DeBrowna, I mean, I thought I was doing fine having them on my team to start the year. They've done nothing but drag me to the bottom. Nothing but drag me to the bottom. Uh, so, in other words, so, listen, Jesus, not good. Ederson, neck tats, not good. He, he's horrible. The, the only person worse than Bravo in the league is Ederson. I mean, I, I it's, can't, fanta- where, it's unbelievable. I would imagine that most other times in life, the the style and type of your neck tattoo says a lot about whether or not you experience real-world success. The only and guy... And it seems like the only guys that ever do that have extravagant neck, ta- neck tattoos that experience success are, are professional athletes. That's correct. But there aren't many. Listen, Danny Alves is the only one that I know of that continues to have real-world success. <laughs> <laughs> covered in neck tats. <laughs> Last week, you guys ridiculed me because I pointed out that even though Rooney was the goal scorer, and he was again here in this one for Everton, that uh, the guy who passed my eye test was Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Martin I Tyler. I don't even remember you saying that, Dave. I don't I'm, sure, I'm sure Dave ridiculed I think you. in his head he thought it, and he think I'm going to go back and check the tape. You know, I just wish that we you know had a way of recording these things that we say. <laughs> so that we could be checked on this. Calvert-Lewin scored five points in each of the first two matches at five pounds. Yeah. That's a pretty good return. It's really interesting, especially be- you could go with... Um, listen, Kane's going to snap out of this at some point, Brian. We know this. Hey, and so, If you have Dominic Calvert-Lewin as your third striker, that frees up a ton of money to, that, to my, put My point else. being you could, you could roll with Lukaku and Kane and Calvert-Lewin. Here's and my question for you guys. Okay. I've got Sam Vokes as my third striker. I'm selling him in light of, of the new signing. The new signing, yeah. Chris Wood, yeah. coming into Burnley. Sam Vokes's uh, window of opportunity for ownership has just closed. Maybe, maybe you get one more week before the international because break. Because that's it. of a rotation like that happened last we year. We could talk right? about that when we get to Burnley. Right, yeah, but here's why I'm bringing it up here now Sam Vokes is six, Calvert Lewin is five. Mm-hmm. Do I keep Vokes? Or do I sell him for Calvert-Lewin? Is Calvert-Lewin a fake, to use Real last week's fake. terminology? He's Dominic got, Calvert-Lewin. He's got two assists in each of his first two games, and Everton's only scored two goals. But he's he scored one well. goal in the first game he's and one goal in the really second. Well. He's he going to score. He, he um, got bonus points this well, week. And he's playing how, off of Rooney really nicely. How much do you buy... Uh, I mean, how, well, how effective do you find Sandro for them as a as a striking option? Is that Listen, something that he no is, he doesn't? I mean, obviously, too much. He's an option. Hard to say. He's an yeah. He's an option, but he is not. When the Europa League option. really kicks into gear, obviously they're going to need every every you know man on deck. But you know, it's interesting. Calvert Lewin is the one who's staying up top, and Rooney's tends to drop back quite yep. a bit more mm-hmm. to get the ball, and it just happens that. You know, in scoring positions, Calvert Lewin is the one who's serving up Wayne Rooney in the box. It's worked out, you know, and I think he scored both with his head, right? Rooney's goals have both. No, today was, was today not he, with his head. Yeah, he was no, okay. it. one time, one time. Uh, either way, it, it's a partnership that's working well. You don't mess with that. 
there's a lot of guys on Everton that are, are looking good. Same thing, though, as the first match. Don't overreact. City well, in certain places so are fine. What I want to say about Everton is this. Everton is too. Go ahead, Dave. Ever- a couple things. Number one, Everton, I think Everton's defense is going to be very good. Right now, Brother Matt's rolling over in his grave. He and I had a conversation earlier today, and he's just crazy. He's not really crazy, but he's crazy about Everton. In fact, it, he says Everton is just garbage. And he trash. is a Liverpool fan. I understand that. And I said, well, what does that mean? I'm like, look, they're going to finish between 6th and 8th, and they're going to have wins. Listen, Everton? They, yeah. Higher. Who, who are they going to finish above? You don't think they can get you, – you don't think that if they put it together that they can get above 6th? I feel like – No, no, no. I they feel, can. No, no, no. I, like I agree. Can. I think that they can. Have you forgotten who they just bought? Since our last pod, I understand that Gilfie Sigurdsson. I understand. I'm that. really excited to see what Gilfie does. One thing I mean, I've learned, it might over honestly, the last couple years, though. No, listen, and it could. Is this going to finish up Calvert Lewin? By the way, uh, no, no, we did. We didn't finish Calvert Lewin. Um, I'm going to buy him. I think it's worth a look. I think it's worth a look. Okay, I don't know what to do. Maybe, listen, maybe, maybe he's I been won't. active. He's been a very, very <laughs> positive player against. A really tough city team, and he was arguably one of the best players in the pitch today. So, give him a nod, Scott. Yeah, man of the match. Getting back to Everton, just because they're bringing in Sigurdsson, and he's been amazing for Swansea and been a stat stuffer for the last three years for Swansea, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen for Everton. Now, hold on. I believe in the guy. I think he's amazing, right? But one thing I have seen is when guys change teams in the league – it doesn't necessarily, their stats don't necessarily transfer, and or oftentimes they seem to get worse before they get better. I'm not saying it's going to happen with him. I'm just saying, I don't know if you can just pencil in every single stat stuffer right away. Well, I saw the, I know the complaint with... Is that fair? Well, I know the complaint that I've seen from a few different places was that Gilfie might be expensive considering he's not feeding to Giants, where before he had somebody bigger to... You know, like a having Lorente. a Urente to to go in the, go you know, somewhere in the box, yeah. That there's that there's bigger players that he's that that before were helping to give him some of those additional stats. But I don't know, man. I to me, it just seems like a really it seems like a really solid core of players. And, I agree. And if Gilfie's on free kicks, if Gilfie does what Gilfie has done all along, I mean. He's going to be just a – he'll be a really solid every week guy. Yes, right. I agree. And Dave, your point is well taken. But there's one thing that's different about Gilfie to Everton than every West Ham signing that you're thinking about when you made your point there. All I could Sorry. think of was Marco. <laughs> Sorry, all, When you said that. Snodgrass, like, Marco. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, obviously there's more than that. But but there's there's a key difference. We're talking about another player who is who is the big man on his club. Right. With a lower table club or even lower league, he comes into a, a better club, and he's not the best player on the club anymore. There's a lack of identity. And sometimes it's hard to know if, if you lose your identity or Who, if the team you're— better than him on the club? Or if the team you're going to doesn't have a, a strong identity. Sometimes it is hard to find your uh, okay, way. I see. Okay. That's not the problem. There's, there's, that problem doesn't exist here. We just got done talking about their forwards. We got done talking about their defenders. The one thing that's always been missing, and I'm sorry, Ross Barkley, you didn't do the job for the last two or three years. Yeah. The one thing that's always been missing is that connection in the middle. Yeah, and he could provide that. Yeah, he can fair. absolutely provide that. It's fair. And um, he's got something else that those other guys that you were thinking about don't have, the ability to score on a set piece. Right. 
Right. So Gilfie has value. His price is hard because he's been really good for but the last not, couple it's of years. Eight point five. That's not. It's just right in the middle. Like he's not going to be your number one midfielder. Right. He he's going to be probably the third guy in your midfield right. at that price. Which then, yeah, I get well, exactly even, what you mean. You, yeah, either, it's a good price for me. Okay, I I think you. So, I look, think it's manageable compared yeah, to some other folks. But you're gonna yeah, have a I hard think, time think, selling to get. I that's what I mean. Yeah, getting back Who to my are you point get a rid few of, minutes ago. I agree. Yeah. No, I I understand. Getting back to my point a few minutes ago, Everton is going to be, I think, very good this year, and I think they're going to have multiple players that are, are worthy fantasy plays. Their defense, I put a hold on, and this is why. Because their upcoming schedule, they're at Chelsea. Home to Spurs at United and then Bournemouth. So their next yeah. three games, about as tough as it gets in yep. the league. And yet, now they there was looked, value at they City today. Good at City today. Mm-hmm. They were really close to stealing a point. If Holgate clears mean, the header, you mean three, three? Yeah, I'm sorry, getting th- two extra points. Right. They they did take a point. In my opinion, a very deserved point. Right. So, anyways, that's that's my take. It is a murderer's row coming up. There's no. Question. I'll also say this: Holgate started pl- played today. He did have the clearance that went back into the field. Other than that, he sort of had a decent game. And the only reason why I even bring him up is because of his price at a four point yeah. four. I mean, it's so. No, yeah, are you selling you right now? Defender, he's down a, a point one since the start of the season. I looked at him too to start the year, but the but the whole deal with. Michael Keane coming in, right, and then also um, Cuco Martina getting signed right which, before, which is playing the exact same position. And the question of who who it was that's going to get the get the start, and how long is it? You know, how long is that going to last while Leighton Baines is out? I agree. So I don't know. I'm not willing to pick him up and play him. But what I'm saying is, if you can find a defender that's under four point five, four point five or under, that's playing, yeah, and that's again, I would not play an Everton defender for the next three weeks. But after that. They will have had City, Chelsea, Spurs, and United all off, already done. Yep. At that point, in my opinion, Everton defenders start becoming very tasty. The downside of a schedule like that is they become hard to play for a few weeks. The upside is as soon as that's done, jump right. on for a while. No, long I'm serious. Time. Yep. Swansea nil, Manchester United four. Three goals in what, like four or five minutes? Man. Put this one away. Uh, the list is not super surprising. Eric Bailly, the first one may be the most surprising. And then Lukaku, Pogba, and Martial. Now listen, this is the second goal in two matches off the bench, once again, for Anthony Martial. And before the season started, I thought, you know, Martial and Lingard, they might benefit from having Zlatan out and Lukaku in, a little bit more pace in the squad. We've talked a little bit last week, and I know you're going to bring it up again, how much Pogba benefits from having Modic next to him. I mean, I mean, if you just want to say I'm right... I gave you credit just now. What do you want? I need you to say it again. Just give me more credit. You know, so there's value here <laughs> in in another guy off the bench if you want to take that chance. But, hey, I mean, where do we want to start with United? Uh, 16 ignore points, Swansea, right? 16 points in 25 total minutes of field time for Anthony Martial. Say that again? He has 16 fantasy points in two weeks in 25 total minutes played. I You, you have points per pound? Thank, points per minute. I like thank, points per minute. Fantastic. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Holy West smoke. Ham and Swansea. Hey, Plus, listen, uh, that's that's a Brian stat. Of the I want to say that's yeah. a Brian stat. Oh of the day yeah, right sure there. it is. Well Absolutely. done, Brian. Brian yeah, no problem. Hey, I'll, I'll say this: there's not much to say about Swansea here. No, Swansea was better. There's than one I thing to say about Swansea. All right, well, hold on, hold on. but Swansea it's at the end. Was better than I thought. 
I honestly I felt like the scoreline was uh was not fair. That was not a fair scoreline. And this is why. This is why. I agree. Because the manager made changes when it was still one nothing to go for a draw or win. And I respect that. Sure. And the changes that he made, he pulled defender off, put in an offensive player. I don't remember the exact subs, but I, I remember specifically watching it. And I'm like, you know what? That's ballsy. He said, Screw it. We're either gonna we're either gonna lose four nothing or we're gonna get, give ourselves a chance to tie it or dr- get a draw. And you know a what? Lot. They lost four nothing. But so many managers wouldn't have done that. And I give them credit for that, and you know, and I think his team's going to probably be behind him on because they're going to know that hey, you know, Skipper Skipper gave us a chance there, Scott. He made a change to try to get us a chance. You're but, giving him a lot of credit for for fighting hard in their opening their home opener. I mean, that's what this was. It was their home opener. Of course, he did that. Listen, it makes a lot of sense. Listen, they're, they're bad. They are a very they, bad. They didn't have to make a save. There was five shots on goal, none on target. So <laughs> they, the United could have played without Tejeda. They're having some <laughs> problems creating things. And listen, United deserved to win this game. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like I thought, Swansea was going to be a little bit worse than they were. They were still not good, but I thought they'd be a little bit worse. Yep. Anyways, that's the only thing I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the real thing. Real items of business here. Lukaku's a. I mean, he's the number one forward. Got the swag going. Number one forward. Pogba's off to a decent start. Yeah. Very much a decent start. Decent start. I'm not sure there are many starts that are much better. He's the number then, one midfielder. Thank you, Scott. There's 23 points in your face. Decent. Decent start. <laughs> if there's one thing. Listen, there won't he's, be many things. He is decent. He is he is legitimately tied for the overall FPL scoring lead. Yeah. Sure. And he had All 15 positions. points this week. Yeah. No, he had a very good match. And you know who else had a great match? Even though he wasn't on the score sheet, was Henrik Mkhitaryan. Absolutely. And Dave, you have a... Did you, set a, did you make a bet during this match? On Saturday Play morning. a siren. Play a siren, Dave. Because this is the David Smith's bet with the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League, a.k.a. What is this world twisted? Yeah, we. so <laughs> let me set this up for Brian here. We have a nine- I totally forgot about this, but so I, I'm enjoying this <laughs> as much as you guys probably are. Especially because it sounds like I probably lost whatever bet I made, but let's continue we, this. Brian and I have a plan here. Just just go with it. Fair. Uh, so we have a nine-player fantasy Premier League league. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we like to all chat with one another in the matches on Slack. Yeah. Sponsor us. And, uh, and during this match, Dave, you got a little ahead of yourself, I think. Brian, go ahead and take it from here. Basically, Dave Smith is betting everyone else in the entire league one versus eight. In matches played for the 2017-18 season, who will have the higher points per match average, Paul Pogba or Henrik oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mkhitaryan? Oh, I remember the bet Absolutely. Now. Hey, Dave, I have to say up, you are responsible for the calculations that exclude the matches that either of them sit out. Yes. And I need to ask, are there any other parameters you want to set? No. Only no. Matches Sign that me they, up for this, because Mictarian, as good as he is. Only matches that they both play at least 60 minutes? Only yeah. in their red kits? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to exclude all hey. matches following personal trips to the beach? <laughs> all no funny, way. All funnies. Very good. My point being is Mictarian has an injury problem. He's not durable, and Pogba is. Therefore, in my opinion, Pogba is the more reliable play, especially now with Modic on the field. I will say that there's a there was a scout article from the FPL 
that was advising people to think twice about necessarily buying Paul Pogba over Mkhitaryan because Mkhitaryan has got he's he's double digit bonus points ahead of Pogba despite the fact that Pogba has more total fantasy Premier League points. So Pogba's outscoring him currently without bonus points. Right. Po- but what, Interesting. What, but what but what he's but what the article is saying is that Mkhitaryan is because it's similar to Christian Eriksen and Deli Ali that Eriksen is more likely because of what he does to, to get, get bonus, bonus points, points than than Pogba. Well, so r- right now you, you can't lose playing either one. It that is exactly it. And I had my exact first uh, my first moment of I can't believe this is happening already right. with with prices rising and falling when. I waited too long to use my transfer on Wilfred Zaha. And just as I'm saying, you know what? I can go in a $1 straight up transfer from Zaha to Pogba, $7 to $8. I'll just give it a few more minutes. (laughs) And when I come back... Zaha's at 6.9 and Pogba's up to 8.1. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Already, uh, I just lost 0.2. In a blink of an eye. And it, it'll get you. It'll get you. That's exactly why, you know, taking a minus if we, when it's the difference between a couple uh, a couple tenths of a point. I don't know, man. It's Scott, I have some uh, some other thoughts about this game. All right. You, are you ready for this? Yeah. United is, uh, is good regardless of who they're playing because you can look at their schedule and say, well, they played West Ham and they played uh, Swansea and they won both 4 nothing. But Swansea and West Ham probably gonna finish in the bottom of the table. Well, right. you know what I'm saying. Like the thing, you, ever- you could say that, but I'm telling you, man, they're as you say, they pass the eye test, right? In my uh. opinion. Well, but they don't play. That's what that's what even NBC Sports. Everyone's kind of saying that they don't play anyone in the top from last year's top six. United does not play anyone in la, from last year's top six until they play Liverpool on October fourteenth. That's true. Every but, other, but, I mean, they do play uh, Everton. Well, I'm going to go over their schedule here in a right. second, and uh, there's going to be. I think it's going to be maybe a little tougher than than we originally thought. Okay, but but we'll get to that in a second. My other thought is this: um, own a United defender. Pick one. I'd pick Phil Jones right now because he's a 5.0. Yeah, he's the easiest way into the United defense. Absolutely. Uh, and David De Gea is worth the money. I Listen, Mourinho's teams typically, in a typical year, on average, are always good defensively. And if you can get a United defender right now, because I think United defenders, are o- their prices are only going to be going up. And I think De Gea's price is going to go up. Might not go up a lot, but I think goalies' prices teams seem to kind of always not move much, not go up, not go down. The other thing is this. Zlatan at some point's coming back. Did you see the kickboxing video, Brian, where he's kickboxing yeah. on the bag? Which knee? What a what a, Zlatan. What a perfectly Zlatan caption to a video oh. of him kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. He's coming back. Now, I don't know. It's going to be perfect. I think it'll be perfect timing. Uh, assuming he does come back to United, which I think he will, when they start playing in Champions League, to be able to have him play and start some games and give Lukaku a break. No. Um, why do you say that? 
That's it's, so it's, stupid. It's not stupid. You can't, That's so stupid. You can't play Lukaku and Zlatan together. I'm not saying you play them. I say you play, you rest Lukaku in champions. And you can't just do that. It Wh- changes. Why not? It changes everything too behind slow. them. It changes uh, everything behind them. This you, is honestly, set, this buying is, Zlatan. This is dumber than dumb. That could cost United the title. The t- what title? The Champions League title? No, because I'm they saying are play him favorites. in cup game, cup matches. Oh in yeah, Champions they have. They have to be. They have to have sprinted past Manchester City in odds-on favorites to win. They the, are favorites the for the Premier League. Yeah, they yeah. Currently, right now, and they I'm look telling you, if they buy Zlatan City. and play him, in, even in a rotation, it will cost them a title. I'm gonna, I'm, that's, that's my bold claim that's of the night. Stupid. Bold that's, claim of the pod. That is stupider than stupid's ever been stupid. Hey. What? <laughs> who are you? Who are you talking to? Hey, who? You're gonna end this by saying Swansea. What's your for, Swansea thing you want to say? For as bad, I mean, look, they get a they get a ridiculous draw to yeah. start the season. They get hammered by Manchester United in three minutes. Right. Their matches coming up are not bad. This oh, is I, okay. Yeah. This is your chance. Not this is not your chance. You people listening, no, just that. Basically, until December, this is this is the chance for Swansea just to, to not stay, to not get relegated. Yes, <laughs> because they've done this. They, they, yes, they're having terrible. They have terrible time creating anything. But Fernando Llorente is coming back soon. This is not gonna. He's not gonna be out forever. He's gonna be back in the next. At, I would guess in the next two weeks. So. You know, by the time they get to international break, I think it'll be a li- at least a little bit sunnier for Swansea. United's upcoming schedule: Leicester. Leicester looks like the the team that'll the, be fun. From the second half of last year. They they play Leicester at home. Then they're at Stoke, and we'll we'll get to Stoke probably next. I can't remember where it's in the line, but but soon. <laughs> um, Scott's wincing as I because I can never remember anything. It doesn't and, matter where they are. So they're at Stoke, Everton, at Southampton. A Southampton team that looked a little bit better this week. They're Granted, they were killed. playing West Ham. <laughs> uh, Everton and a Stoke team that was surprising as well. So, it, in other words, two weeks ago we looked at that and said, oh, wow, that looks a pretty hey, schedule. I'm just saying after two weeks, that schedule upcoming looks a little tougher. I thought Jose Mourinho was, I thought, to end all of this, I thought he was, I thought he was, uh, was fair and I thought it was very level-headed of him. He said that the, he's he's glad everyone's playing really well. Loves the confidence of the team. Yeah, but confidence. Said, he said that like right. A ton, he said, yeah. but saying too that I want to see how. Like, I hope it doesn't. Hope it doesn't happen. But I, I'm curious to see how this team reacts when we lose. Yeah. If they if this team loses, what what is the mental makeup of this team? Right. How do we recover from that? So I mean, great, good, good, good manager. You're you've scored eight goals in two matches against the two best matchups for you possible. Yeah, I'm curious to see who Swansea buy with the Gilfie money. That might have an impact in fantasy. Yeah, that they have enough there, they can buy a few decent players. And Martial is the early season favorite for the Olivier Giroud Super Sub of the season. Mm, that's a good title. Yeah. Liverpool won. Crystal Palace nil. The lone goal in this one coming from Sadio Mane after a fortunate bounce. Uh, another clean sheet for Liverpool. Yeah. Hey. Um, Scott, I think you can handle this whole thing just because what you need to talk about is uh, Liverpool's rotation. Yes. Um, Andy Robertson is w- 
was a guy that I know we talked about plenty with Hall yep. last year. We liked that group that was uh, yep. standard starters for Hall, and yes. he was among them. Um, but really, I think the big deal was for everyone who bought Sala, he's benched and comes in for 29 minutes. That had to... That had to hurt. That had to burn many because people. You, because at least you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe I got a Stokes or maybe I got a, you know, Rooney, you know, uh, on the bench that maybe can come in or something. And when Salah comes in and gets one point, it's like... Oh. I think you could have predicted he'd be the first one rotated. He's okay. the newest one uh, in, in Klopp's system. So it makes sense that if when he starts to rotate the midfield, it's going to be Mohamed Salah. Uh, my two Liverpool players are Firmino and Mane. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, granted, they're probably going to be rotated at some point, but even then, I trust that they'll come off the bench. Look, Jurgen Klopp is maximizing his resources. He is rotating. He he played the minimum squad that could beat Crystal Palace at a home opener, and he did. It, it worked. Is it a risk? Yeah. He's going to put out a lineup that's just, just a little bit of a risk, but he's going to try to do just what it takes, play just enough a team players mixed in with enough B team players to keep the A guys fresh to be able to win as many matches as he possibly can. Scott, I think it, Klopp and Liverpool got lucky because Frank De, De Boer, is that how I should say yeah, it, Brian? That works. De Boer? Say it. Say it how His you want to say His new name is now, for me, is Frank De Boer. Like boring, Frank de boring. Yeah, it's not B O E R. It should be B O R E. He, I don't know how he has taken a team that was under uh. Sam Allardyce was decent. Like there were days that Crystal Palace, you didn't want to play them, and they are they you're look ra- pathetic. You're raising Scott's blood pressure by talking they look like path- this. Listen, I'm really, Sam I'm really disappointed. With Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. This is the same exact Crystal Palace that was fighting relegation last year. But they didn't. They didn't get relegated. You're right. right Sam Allardyce is magic. It kept them safe. I, I, t- I totally get it. You're absolutely right. Sam Allardyce went out riding off into the sunset, you know, just staying Crystal, ahead of the relegation. They have players who are talented. Yep. And they, have and they a, haven't played together well line. ever. That's not true. That's not true. In this the club has of not last played year, well together. In the beginning of last year, they, they played very well. All the way up until Christmas, they played decent. It wasn't until Christmas until they, they started having a fall, and they started falling down the table. But up until Christmas last year, they were decent. Go check it. I know you, I see the way you're looking at me. Listen, Christian Liverpool Be- is Christian not Be- convincing. And Liverpool, in my opinion, is really struggling not having Coutinho or Lalana creating things in the midfield. I mean, it was a fortuitous bounce. It bounced in front of Mane. Listen, Mane's dangerous. It doesn't matter where that guy's in the field. That dude's awesome, man. You gotta love it when he sets foot on on, on the field for your team. He doesn't he doesn't step on the on He the pitch. makes his own luck. Mane's one of those guys I feel like he kind of makes his own he luck. Glides. Like he's always mm-hmm. moving around. He has a gear, like you're running next to him, and all of a sudden he just flies past you, and it's like what the heck just happened? Yep. When were you running? I with love Mane? Firmino lopes, but Mane glides, and it's interesting <laughs> to watch those two together. But Scott, I'm serious though. Liverpool, I'm concerned that they're going to struggle going forward. If if we don't know what's going to happen with Coutinho yet, and Lallana's out for a few months, Liverpool is really missing a creator in the midfield, and and I, you know, I just wonder. 
I wonder what's going to happen. Also, Scott, tell me what's what's going on with Trent Alexander Arnold because yeah, I thought he might be my next question. A good a good uh, buy. He's playing on two, on Wednesday. He's the playing Europa? in the Champions so League a, on Wednesday. Is he a first choice defender? I think as long as Klein is hurt. No, he's second choice. Klein is hurt. Klein's first choice. Alexander Arnold is second. But he's ahead of Robertson. Joe Gomez is third. No, we're talking on the on the right side. Okay, okay. On the left side, Alberto Moreno will play. He's the first choice right now. But I'll tell you what, Andrew Robertson is going to be the Robertson's first choice way left better than Moreno. Absolutely, yeah. I totally agree. For the first time in years, Liverpool looked like they had a proper left back. Robertson looked amazing. Yeah, he was great. He was very good. Couple of which you is know, not straight passes. He was good at times for a whole. Couple of straight passes, but you could overlook that. Uh, it was fascinating for me to see just how much of the attack was on the left side as opposed to the right. Joe Gomez, you hardly said his name. Yeah, he didn't come forward at all. Scott, well, should I be concerned about Firmino? No. Okay, I wouldn't think should, so. Should I be concerned? Why like, would you be scared? A goal and assist in the first match. Well, no, and nothing in the second match. That's fine. My okay, and I'm not saying it's necessarily. I'm not. I'm not I expecting own, a goal and/or assist every match. I own but Firmino he, well, for both matches. I'm okay getting 14 points in two matches. That's fair. Okay, totally fair. I guess here's my point: if if Klopp's going to be doing this this rotation all the time, where he's just pulling out first team players and throwing other people in because he doesn't want to clop his team like he did last year, I respect. You the make move. it sound haphazard. There's a method, but go ahead. Sure, but last year the team died at Christmas because yep. they couldn't keep up with the pace. Firmino is the kind of player, Therefore, same as Mane. If they don't start, they will come in with 15, 20, or 30 minutes left. And they're still dangerous. And they're still going to score. All right. So you're saying. I'm sticking with Firmino and Mane. Yep. Firmino and Mane. Seven points over the first yep. two games. Yep. Stick with it. Mane obviously is having it. a great start. He's also averaging seven points. He's yeah. got 14, six, and an eight. Uh, Coutinho will be worthwhile as a known. I'm going to wait a match or two. I'm going to see where his head's at when he comes back sure, in the lineup. I agree with that. But he's eventually going to be a good own. Firmino and Mane are the two guys right now. Salah, you know, he's he's worth it depending on what your expectations are. One, one, one more thing on Palace. Yes. The only person right now that I would own, and it's only if I want to sh- – listen, a lot of people are going to be planning on, like me, using wild cards after the, tra- after the, <laughs> uh, after the transfer window. Sure. But what I'm looking at, someplace where I could steal some steal some points, or I mean, I'm, for, forgive me, steal some bedillion dollars, Brian, mm-hmm. is very possibly a Loftus cheek. He listen, he he's only scored two points in each of his matches. I'm with you on that. I'm one. not expecting much, but he's a, he's four point five, and he's playing every minute of every match. And if I think Benteke, only, if Christian Benteke puts a shot on target in then, the match, then that yeah, then Loftus cheek is is now scoring an assist. I agree, and, and so and we're talking about whether or not it's an instant buy. In mm-hmm. my in my opinion, at a four point five, someone with upside, and some people hate that word, but someone who I think is only going to get better, and he's playing every minute of the match at four point five, Loftus cheek is a good buy. Dating back to last season, Liverpool have kept five clean sheets in their past six Premier League games. Just remember that. Stoke won, Arsenal nil, the lone goal from Hesse. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. Cry me a river. Listen. This was a much improved Stoke team. I know. I was I was shocked yeah. watching it. Now, again, home opener, fired up, ready to go. But Hesse, he makes them better. He made him a lot better. And he's the type of guy who only needs one chance. I mean, he only got one chance. And and he put it in the back of the net. Can you he play can you play another alarm right now? Yes. Play another alarm. 
This is this is going to be a shock to everyone, but uh, Shakari hurt his hamstring again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, after like 20 minutes. Remember when Shakiri was running full speed and stopped and then had to get subbed off? And and that's that's what got Barahino on the field? Man, what an amazing moment. It happened on a three-on-two fast break. It was almost a guaranteed goal. And all of a sudden, it turns into a two-on-two because Shakiri blew a tire. It's not that his hamstrings are weak. It's actually, I think, that they're, they're too strong. They're too, no, I was going to say, he has too much hamstring. Yeah, he just a has lot, too much hamstring. Well, he looks like a little hamster a little bit. I mean, he, he, the hamstrings hey, on the hamstring. he's not that ugly. That's, he's that's mean Loompa. to say. Mean hey, spirit. listen. Stoke is better than I thought. Uh, I thought that they... Listen, and Arsenal... If, no. Hesse, Arsenal, if Hesse was a forward... Arsenal blew uh, this. Speaking of which, uh, one of the their fantasy football scouts in their preview of right. Hesse, talked about uh, the Sky Sports fantasy football uh, game. Okay. That Hesse is listed as a forward. So in, in some games, game. he might be a striker and, and he or is priced midfield. at 10 pounds wow. in the Sky Sports fantasy football game. So... Might be in hindsight well, more appropriate. I, I don't. I, I do not. I cannot say because I have not looked on the computer on the internet. Yes, whether or not that's high or low sure. or where that is in re, in relation well, to it, other strikers for, at, in the game. However, uh, I just thought it was interesting that he's one of those guys that, at least for, as far as uh, positional designation goes, uh, he's going to be classed as a striker elsewhere. Here's my take on Stoke. They're going to be tough in the beginning of the year. Then once they have some injuries, because they're not deep, then they're going to struggle. I mean, right? I mean, it's so typical. Yeah. But in the beginning of the year, you know, at their home opener, of course, Arsenal Arsenal has a history of never playing well at Stoke. So, but they the, but they get Stoke on a rainy a rainy night game, of the late game, you know, it, it just it's like it's like every every year, and this is not an American football podcast, but if Ohio State has to go play at Penn State, it's always like a night game, and Penn State had a bye week the week before, and they didn't play, and they could rest up, like, or or the same thing, like, I don't know, it's just it just it's one of those perfect scenarios where you're looking at it and it's like, man, nothing good's gonna come of this. I have one question for you. Yeah, should we overreact on Arsenal? Maybe. What? Maybe. Come on, Dave. Don't be a fan. For, <coughs> let me. Let me I, be. Well, I am I, a fan. Can I be an Arsenal fan for you? Sure. Arsenal got hosed, man. No, they did okay. not. Yes, so, they did. I'll, I'll give you my. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my take. At the very least, it should have been one-one. Uh, I'll agree with that. Okay. At the very least, Lacazette's it should have goal. been one-one. Yes, Lacazette so, scored. Listen, for those of you who didn't see it, most of you, I, I like to think most people watched it. Anyways, bottom line is. And listen, in every game, and I did not complain about it during the game because these things happen. But every single football game, every match, there, there, there's, there's decisions that a referee is going to make that's 50-50. And it just felt like, and I don't think the referee, I, I never called foul on the referee. It just so happened that that Arsenal, like the three or four 50-50 decisions sort of in this match didn't go their way. Whether Welbeck, hindsight, looking at the replay, literally was tackled almost by, by two yeah, guys. The Welbeck one was the worst. Deep in the box. Bellerin, Bellerin went down the box in the first half. Pretty his easily. leg did get clipped. At the end of the play, his left leg did get clipped. 
But again, it's one of those things. If it didn't bang, look bang. like he was diving, like, he probably would have gotten not, the call. Right. Yeah, like he didn't get yes. a flag for for diving. But the other guy didn't get a call. I mean, he didn't get a he didn't get called for he, simulation. What kind of podcast are you on all of a sudden? For diving sim what? He didn't get a flag. He didn't get a flag. Flag card. What what's going on here? <laughs> The, the the linesman didn't wave his flag because of uh, oh got it all right flag. so you've been watching too much preseason NFL dude. I actually haven't watched it a, a minute anyways Good bottom line is Arsenal didn't get the fifty fifties Brian and Stoke home opener I don't yeah, think I mean, there was anything crooked going on I think it's just some raw bad luck but here's the other thing you know what Arsenal you should be better than having to draw out. This is this your Arsenal moment? No, not yet, but oh, we'll get to okay. that. I okay. I got a letter. I wrote a letter. Oh boy! I think we got to get used to this kind of result this year. The middle class in the Premier League is just the best middle Early class in, in the soccer. season, especially because yeah. because there aren't injuries yet. I mean, they listen. Let's be honest. Everyone knew Stoke knew that Shakiri's only going to play two games and get hurt. Right? Let's look at it this way: How many of the top seven? Which is the upper class of the Premier League? Last year's top seven. They're still they're the established upper class, mm-hmm. right? Right. How many of them have had two wins in two matches? Only United. Only one. Yeah, I know. Now I know. a couple of them have played each other, and that's the Premier League. But that's the Premier League. So that's why I'm saying, Dave, don't overreact. This was an away match against an inspired Stoke with a new signing who is a quality, a quality player. Yeah, man. Statistically, great, great pedigree. It's true. For sure, like, and and uh, and a, b- a budding rap career. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how he ended up there, right, I mean, Brian? You gotta get. I mean, you gotta get guys Stokes, like that when you can get them. If, listen, if there's someone I want to, uh, I want to, you know, if I'm a rapper, Brian, oh, I'm going to Stoke on Trent. That's Stoke on Trent's where you need to be. <laughs> hey, listen, Arsenal dominated this game. Seventy-seven percent possession, uh, nine corners to two. 18 shots, 6 on target. But here's the deal. Stokes still managed 11 shots, 4 on target. That's a problem. And Arsenal, listen, they weren't bad, but they should do better. I Wenger really screwed up the substitutions. Where, where the first week, and this was the biggest contrast and issue. Week 1, substitutions were perfect. This week, he's pulling off guys that are playing great. Is this your Arsenal moment? No, but it should be. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Ozil. Ozil, his props I'm to, done with that dude. Props to, I am so done with that to Stoke dude. Police, nice work, tr- trolling Arsenal fan about a, a missing persons yep. report on Mesut Ozil. Yep. Very, Listen, very. Funny. He either isn't fit or whatever or lacks mentality. But I'm telling you what, I am now on the bandwagon of get that guy out of here. We we got players that can play in his position. Here's the other thing too, though, and, and I will I will give him a little bit of. In fairness to him, Brian, in fairness to him, the 3-4-3 puts him in positions where he's not comfortable because he is now playing as a top three instead of back a little further. When Arsenal was playing a 4-2-3-1 and Ozil could play behind the striker, he is much more – like he doesn't have defensive responsibilities there. He is much more uh, creative in the middle of the field – Putting him on the wing, in fairness to him, is not where he needs to be. And he has struggled there. He struggled at the end of last year. Ever since they gone to this 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 uh, formation, he struggled. It's continuing. We have guys that won't struggle in those positions. Play those guys. Get those out of there and or change formations. But I don't think you need to change formations just for that guy. 
before your Arsenal moment, I want to go back to Hesse for just a second. Mm-hmm. I've got half a pound in the bank. Yep. My fifth midfielder is James Ward-Prowse. Mm. Yeah, I, Am I chasing a goal <coughs> if I sell James Ward-Prowse for Hesse? N- no, uh, because James Ward-Prowse made it to game two before he got rotated. Uh, Shakiri made it to game two before his hamstring exploded. Yeah. Hesse... If there's a guy that can, it's it's. Uh, if there's a guy that can, uh, as long as he can get the time, uh, it seems like because of the quality that he brings, Stoke is crazy not to play him. Where Southampton already, you already knew Stoke. I mean, Mark Hughes played him four days after he came to town. Yeah. You usually see managers ease new signings in. At most, giving him 15 to 30 minutes off the bench. Yeah. He started him yeah. in this match. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, desperate but, for Hesse. Yeah, yeah, well, they, Hughes they is desperate. need that guy. He is desperate. And I think that was, I think it was, the question would be, if you know, does he, is he too similar to whatever Shakiri was going to do? And I just don't think it matters because there's, when, Shakiri's muscular injuries are, are, I mean, they're just constant. Yeah. Okay, real quick, there's one, is this your Arsenal moment? No, listen. The, I think, again, if you're looking for another defender that's going to be low budget, not cost you much, you might get a little production out of. Jeff Cameron is a 4.5 for Stoke. Jeff Cameron's he's played, good. He, well, he's good. Yeah, he is good. He's been playing good for them. Stoke's upcoming schedule at West Brom, United, at Newcastle, Chelsea. So even if you had to – you. You know, at West Brom, West Brom hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire offensively this year. Listen, it, it might not be a bad play. And then at Newcastle, Newcastle's been a disaster. So I'm just saying, you know, again, if you're looking for low-budget guys, Jeff Cameron might be an option. Dear Arsenal. Yeah, Dave, let's let's get it, man. Let's get your Arsenal moment. All right, you ready? I, I did have a question for you, but I don't think we're going to have time for it. All right, well, we, ask it quickly. No, I just, I, you got to go with it. Right. Do your thing. Dear Arsenal, well, that didn't take long. <laughs> it didn't take long at all to revert back to the old you. I thought this was a new season. I thought things would be different this year. But no, looks like more of the same to me. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the ship is sinking and I'm not selling my stock. But two games into the season, I'm thinking about it. It shouldn't have to be like this. Why? Oh, why is it like this? The great part about that lackluster performance is you can redeem yourself this weekend. And redeem yourself you shall. It's got the the weeks. You just got to shake them off sometimes. Yep. Dave, get your... Beat Liverpool going into the the, uh, international break. And uh, things Dave, will all get be your Zantac ready because you've got Liverpool and then Burnmouth and then Chelsea in consecutive matches. And then West, West Brom, who's been playing pretty well. What an amazing run of matches that these next three at least could be. I love it. I was going to ask you about Aaron Ramsey, but I don't have. We don't have time to. to Aaron talk Ramsey more about is it. the reason why that goal happened. Aaron Ramsey. I think Arsenal's better when he's not playing. Listen, he had a lot of chances. He actually played well. The problem is, is he leaves Xhaka exposed, and and that's exactly when they scored their goal. Ramsey is is up 
in in the in the winger position. Yeah, he was because making one of his I like, kamikaze I like, bonsai yeah, I like, runs yeah, that I like he makes. NBC, I like the NBC. I like their breakdown of that that goal right. moment. Listen, to show when, that Jaka was out of position. Ramsey's out of position. Yep. Jaka has a, a a mental lapse chasing a ball, and then that's what ends up leading. To and the, and this is what I want to say. Last week, Ramsey didn't play. He came on as a sub, but El Nani started next to Jaka, and those two guys anchor the middle of that field better. Even though they're not going to give you the scoring chances that Ramsey's going to give you, I just wonder if the team's not defensively better when El Nenny's in there. And offensively, obviously, they're better when Ramsey's in. Play the first 60 minutes with El Nenny, and then if you need a goal, go to Ramsey. I feel like none of it matters until healthy Alexis Sanchez is playing anyway. Well, that, you wonder how he could have made a difference in that game. Southampton 3, West Ham 2. Gabby Adini and then a pair of penalty kicks from Tadic and Charlie Austin seal the win, overcoming Chicharito's brace. What a game. Uh, okay, so which f- scoring forward on Southampton has the bigger upside, Gabby Adini or Austin? Weird. I don't know. I, 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 it, or substitute I, Shane I have, Long, throw him in there. So I have Gabby Adini now. Uh, really? I owned him to start. Um and last week was enough to make me say it was it was full panic. But this week, I'm not in a way. I said, you know, all you got to do is play West Ham, cure <laughs> what ails you. Uh, no, I don't know because, I mean, the fact that Charlie Austin comes on, Charlie Austin takes the takes the penalty at the end. Was Tadic still on the field at that point? Had Tadic gotten subbed off? If only there were some way to find that out. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think I think it's uh, Gabby Adini is going to get the first crack at it, and he's going to get between sixty and seventy minutes to do what he's got to do, and then it and then if he's effective, he might get a little more. If not, it might not matter. I think it's just going to be. I think it's going to be. Uh, Gabby Adini gets first crack, uh, and then Austin comes on, and then Shane Long will get some minutes sometime somewhere. Along the way, you got to be careful how you say Gabby Dini gets first crack. That could be taken multiple different Whatever. ways. Whatever. You're just going to take it the bad way. Hey, listen, Southampton's upcoming schedule at Huddersfield, Watford, at Palace, and then United. But the next three, you you got to love their defense. Listen, I w- the only the, the one guy. So I, we, I think every one of us has at least one guy from the Southampton defense. And you should. Right. So I picked Ryan Bertrand. Right. I have Cedric. Cedric was the guy until there was a question whether or not he would start the first game, just match fitness. Yeah. I, I switched to Bertrand. But Cedric's great. But Maya Yoshida is he's the five, least he's is the least owned of all of the guys. And I feel like he uh, he could easily be the most stable defensive player. For the entire for the season, yeah, I agree. He is a bargain, and again, it, it, I, that's telling you, I'm ready to sell every defensive player I have and just wild card this thing and completely re- make over the team, at least for the next three weeks. But My Yoshida, you, no, at five point six points and five points respectively, and the next three weeks, the next three games for Southampton. Are completely winnable. I need to issue a, a correction from a thing I said uh, probably half a year ago about Maya Yoshida, which was suggesting that he was not that big. Maya Yoshida is big, 
and Maya Yoshida is an attacking man. And I feel like Maya Yoshida is, I, f- I feel like he is uh, just in the same way that Harry Maguire is always going to be there or Scott Dan or any of those yeah. guys. To me, the fact that he has been there constantly, that he gets the penalty that 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 draws the penalty that gets Charlie Austin the the game winning goal the fact that i mean it's the same thing last week he had the best chance at the end of the match to to make it a winner yep. instead of a draw uh i don't know it's really hard for me to now that i see it to not own Maya Yoshida it's good it's good stuff before we shift gears to West Ham i just want to say that, you know some weeks you're free transfer you do it right and some weeks you do it wrong right and uh, I had to sell Wilfried Zaha this past week. Use my mm-hmm. free transfer on Toot him. Toot that horn, Scott. It it worked. I Toot labored. It. I labored over who to buy. Pat I really that back. thought hard about Granite Pat Xhaka. Pat that back. I thought Scott. hard about Granite Xhaka. Pat that back. That was my first choice. Yeah. And I felt guilty yeah. because I kept looking to Brian's guy from all of last year who just <laughs> never <laughs> performed. It's true. It's true. Dusan Tadic. I looked at him, and the more I looked at him, the more I'm like, this schedule makes sense. They're going yeah. to Huddersfield this coming yeah. week, which might not be as easy as it seems. But no one scored on them yet. No, but they Southampton, Southampton will. I'll put that one down. It's it's coming. Uh and it worked out. Penalty kick goal yeah. in this match. It was it was a good look. Good did, he's do, he's doing so far. I mean, the return came earlier than it did last year, but it took forever for him to get points. He is he is as dangerous yep. by statistical provability. On the look at the look at threat. Look at the ICT index as you sort your fantasy Premier League midfielders. Dusan Tadic is in the top. I mean, I'm, I'm, I want to say he's in the top five. I know for sure he's way, way up there. Yep. Look, don't quote me. What's this? What are you gonna? What are you gonna hold hold me accountable for things I say? Please. All right, let, let's get to West Ham quickly. In my opinion, there's two players to talk about. Okay. Chicharito. Chicharito. Two goals. Two goals. They were fortuitous, you could say. Is he real? Yeah, I mean, he always has kind of been this this type of a player. I think he is real. He is this type of player. If he can poach in goals yeah. off of fortunate opportunities so that come his way. he's not serving him up a whole lot. Then he will have value. The other guy is this. It's a, it's a risk. Antonio. Now, and, and, but let's also say this. West Ham was playing uphill this this match, right? Yeah. I mean, Marco, Thank you, Marco. Yeah, Mar- yeah, yeah. Marco Anonovic, uh in a – Remember last year when we talked about the Mings Zlatan when Zlatan waited till his moment. Same thing with um, oh the Leicester defender uh, was it Fulbright or no Albrighton? It's Mark Albrighton. He kind of waited for his chance to whack somebody. Um, you know, like out of at, at, you know, in other words, professionally, like waited till the run of play happened. Yeah, yeah. Marco did not do this. <laughs> Marco went. Marco got nailed. Uh, by uh, Lim, uh, Lamina. Lamina, right? Is that right? Yep, new mm-hmm. signing. Marco got whacked elbow by Lamina hard. On one of those 50-50 balls. On an air yeah. ball. And air ball. Uh, he waited about 10 seconds till the uh, till the, the action got back going. And it was Jack Stevens, bro. Was it Jack Stevens? Yeah, he yeah. got Jack he Stevens. He gave an elbow oh. as he's running by Innocent Stevens. Innocent Jack Stevens. Like a hitman would do. And, it and was, then acted innocent. Oh, uh, just brutal. And, I mean, talk about just putting your team 
in a horrible position. Marco and, Marco has apologized. He apologized on the official by by way of official West Ham United Instagram and yeah. said, "I want to apologize. Just want you to know, I I didn't want to let my team down and the fans. Please, sorry. Well, that's good. A big that's, apology to all of you. It's good for him. He, and I hope it doesn't happen was, again. I hope not. But he's uh, I mean, he's at the very least, he's fiery. Yeah. He's fiery." So bottom line is West Ham, bless their hearts, are fighting up this uphill battle the rest of the game. And they almost you know, if it wasn't for that last that last penalty, they end up at least getting a draw out of this when they're when they're down. Uh Mikhail Antonio, seven point five. He scored five points in this in this match, but he did not score he did not play in the first match. So he's finally back from injury. He's a stat stuffer. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna play Yeah, I I agree. I the rest of other than Chicharito or Antonio, I, there's no one else in West Ham that, in my opinion, deserves owning. Bournemouth nil, Watford two. The goals in this one from Richarlison and Etienne Capu. Who is Richarlison? And am I saying that right? Richarlison is correct. Scott's Watford nightmare continues. <laughs> Scott lives in a world where two Watford midfielders are in the top 12 in midfielders. <laughs> I think we were here at this time last year, too, and it worked out for me just fine by the end. Etienne Capu has played 10 total minutes. <laughs> and and then they all came points. They all came in the second match. Etienne Capu is 31. Scott and Brian, I, yeah. I will go so far as to say this. Yeah. Is there's no better midfielder to own in the month of August than Etienne Capu. That might be true because you know what happens after August? Let me read you the other stat that I've got here for you, Brian. Okay, Etienne Capu has scored two goals in his past uh, three Premier League games, as many as in his previous 30 appearances in the league. So he's great in August. Yeah. Not so good September through July. Yeah, so own him right now. Uh, no, because we're done. We got one match left. It's over. You should have done it when the season started. I want Richarlison. That's the guy I'm looking. Yeah, at. this guy's a six midfielder. Four points his first game. Second uh, eleven the second game. Richarlison uh, is a fine player. And I've never I, I've never heard of this guy. Well, like, and Abdullah Dupore, who we talked about last week. Yeah. Last Dupore. week, not last season. Last week. Yeah, we talked, he was a hottest day last year. We was he? This, yeah, because he was one of their new. Did you guys just do that when I was at the beach? You should listen to the podcast sometime. Oh, jeez. You should listen to the podcast sometime. I think I cut my own mic off. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I just think that those two guys are. I mean, Decore said that this week that he speaks the language of football. He's fluent in football. Richarlison. He just doesn't speak English. Way, not a in, bit in of the, English. And, and so. Really? Yeah, that's what Marco Silva said. <laughs> what what the nationality is he? What? I think he's Portuguese. He plays in Brazil. Brazilian born. Oh, okay. All right. Brazilian born. Speaks Portuguese from Brazil. That's it. Yeah. One more thing I want to mention about Watford. Britos scored five points again. Seven and five points. Twelve points. And the only reason why I bring him up, not because he's this great player or great defender or the fact that he's playing on a great team. But he's fought 4.5 points. 
You can sell Rangel. Badillion, I mean, Badillion Dollars. You're and, selling Rangel? No, because he's still at a 4.0, and I can't find anyone at a 4.0. But bottom line is, he's a How's cheap, that strategy working out for you, by the way, Dave? He's a cheap defender. How are cheap defenders? long season, Scott. How's the cheap defender Watch strategy? Watch your mouth, buddy. I, I, own, I own a $4 defender. Yeah. Well, How's that working out for you, Brian? It's, it's not as bad as I'm not, <laughs> I am not relying on my $4 defender. But the problem if you can is find, you're not getting what you're looking for everywhere else. That's the problem. Hey, listen, Scott. Hey, listen. Hey, why don't you try to find the best 15, Dave? You, you know where you ended up last season? Same place as me. Not winning. Yeah, but not nearly as far from winning. Okay. Well, however you want First place going into the last week is pretty good. However you want to look it's not at it. Wi- it's not winning. It's not winning. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. You did not win and neither but did I. But I'm not going anywhere near your strategy. Well, and that's fair. Totally fair. My point being is this. Listen, come on. You're not – be honest with yourself and the and the, the fancy soccer FC Nation. Okay. You're not spending money at every position in, in your defense. I have a pretty decent defense, actually. It's fine. You can have a decent defense, but what I'm saying is you're not having five players back there all expensive. No. That's my point. But no if, one's cheap. I mean, I've got I've got one defender at 4.5, and okay. I think it's a respectable it? 4.5. It? It's been me. I know. he. You know what's really frustrating about him? Because I own him, too. He's the lowest scoring defender out of all the Burnley defenders. Sure. Which He's is my really annoying. fifth defender. My $5 defenders are Cedric and Nathan Ake, and uh, we'll get to him in a yeah. second. And then I've got Company and Col- uh, Cole No, no, and that's fine. And that, that's, that's a decent good. defense. My point being, though, is you're, you're having money. You're just choosing a different 4.5 guy. I'm not throwing guy. away a defender position on someone I'm never going to play. That's what you're – That's what you're. and the moment you do that, the moment you say, I'm going to save a dollar or half a dollar, and I get it's pounds for our British listeners who are new. We're, we, we are loose and fast with our cash. That's right. I'm not going to throw away a half dollar or a full dollar on a player I'm never going to play. I'm going to find quality at all the positions, even if I know he's going to be on my bench. If there's a chance that he's going to be able to come in and give me, even if it's just three points off my bench. But you're never going to play five defenders. Actually, I have. Well, that's stupid. It's not stupid. Hey, what place if am I in? If you have quality. What place? Scoreboard. It's very early in the season, buddy. It's all right. We're I can't talk about the future, can I? <laughs> I can only talk about the now, Dave. Uh, the most disappointing team in the league has got to be... Brian's uncomfortable. <laughs> the most disappointing team in the league right now has got to be Bournemouth. Absolutely correct. I, I think we had high hopes. They couldn't keep climbing from their ninth place Scott, finish last year. in my right? notes here, the first thing I have about Bournemouth is... Is what is going on with Bournemouth? That's very similar to what I wrote about uh, about them. Only it's uh, what? more of a, a letters. And then I have an arrow, and WC. it says not the same team. And you know what? I I can only figure out is the only thing that's missing is Jack Wilshire. Was he that important to the team last no, year? Well, that's not what it is. There's I no think, creator in the midfield. I think they. Like, I, what Dave, is going on? I think the problem is that it is mostly the same team. And it has been for a couple of years success, now. But that was success. Yeah, it's fair. But but they've had success doing it. So why change it? Well, at some point you you have to. You got to stay ahead of stagnation and decline. That's, well, you're right. Fair. It's not going to get any better for them. No. Because their next eight matches hmm. basically are. There's not. There's really only one good one in their next eight, and they. I mean. Unless they find a way to score some goals, at least they can say that Jermaine Defoe 
26 minutes and 31 minutes, both off the bench in the last two weeks. Eddie Howe says he's not where he needs to be fitness-wise. So this is the – wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the guy that played every single minute for Sunderland last year? Hey, look, man, I don't make the rules. This yeah. is what Eddie Howe is saying about – I think Eddie just must be mentally so, tired for playing for Newcastle and then getting back and managing – or that shows you the Bournemouth. level of quality in Sunderland last year. Jermaine Defoe is supposedly going to play for them in the Carabao Cup this coming week. He's their cup player? Well, oh, man. To get him, to give him the minutes. Yeah, and w- says, watch him come out with four goals, too. He says he wants too. to play, that he needs to, you know, everybody, everybody's raring to go, but Eddie Howe is the manager, and he says not match fit yet, so... I mean, this could it could change. You're not. I mean, it, I can't imagine it's it, like we said before. Can't be worse for for cherries when Jermaine Defoe and Josh King are playing together, and Ben Akapobi is spelling one of those guys. Hey, Scott, Bournemouth's upcoming schedule: City from and Brian. I know you said eight matches. I'm just gonna list the next four: City at Arsenal, Brighton and Hove Albion at Everton. Yeah, it's okay. a little tough. Yeah, and I mean, listen, uh, the Cherries are four, killing my personal team right now. Because the four after that are Leicester at Spurs at Stoke home Chelsea. Yeah, not great. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's what I'm saying. This is not. This is this is bad news for them. And you can't score. You can't score a goal, just like any of the other low, the, the newly promoted sides that haven't been able to score a goal. Man, this is. Scott, I don't know. You're right. Like, you shouldn't overreact too much, and I'm sure I am. But the cherries are killing me right now. Like, I got Charlie Daniels, Nathan Aki, Josh King. Like, yikes. Like, this is why you're wild. And or, and or, <laughs> my point exactly, right? Okay, now, I at least have two of them. My team seem to blend together. But bottom line is, I know I, I at least have, I'm pretty sure, Aki and King um, in my in my budget league. And um, that schedule terrifies me. And, and it, it's, it's, you know, and the things that happened last year doesn't obviously doesn't necessarily mean it's going to carry over to this year. You think it will, you hope it will when you're selecting your teams, but it hasn't. Hence, another reason why I'm like, God bless, man. I can get production out of so many other players if I just use my wild card now, because right now I just continue to fall farther and farther and farther behind, and the cherries are not helping me, and their schedule's not getting any better. Hypothetically, let's say that someone had the following three defenders and they had to play at least one of them. What would you do? Okay. Ben Mee at Tottenham. Yeah. Nathan Ake, home against City. Or Kolasinitz at Liverpool. Jeez. It's a tough choice, right? you got to play at least one. What's the better choice there? Mee at Spurs. No, I Kolasinitz at Liverpool or Ake home against City. I think it's Ake home against City. After everything we've said, do you think Ake's the guy? Out of those choices, Kolasinitz, uh, I mean, if Kolasinitz can get an assist or score, I which mean, is possible at Liverpool, it, that's a high-scoring fixture. It is. It's a high-scoring fixture, but Liverpool's defense has been pretty good this year. Mm. <laughs> I feel like and like I said, I don't I just don't know what you can say about Liverpool until you see a full squad. So I I Kolasinitz Sub. I mean, I, I know they're chasing the game. It was horrible sub, too, because he is, he's great going forward. I bet he doesn't get sub much anymore. Well, I just wonder. I just wonder. I mean, because you got Kashani coming back. I just wonder what's going to happen to him. Murdasacker is not going to stay out forever. I mean, they got to use him, right? 
I just mm. wonder. I, what I'm saying is, I just wonder what happens to Colostinus whenever, whenever everyone is available and healthy again. Can I also say this? I'm telling you, I'm so I'm about. I am so close to just starting a a Twitter war with. I'm going to create an NBC pronunciation guide Twitter account, and I'm just going to start a war with myself because they. I am so sick and tired of hearing things wrong. How tough is it to just get a little bit of research to find out how to say people's names? Oh, because of Richarlison? No, no, no. Because of Kolashinitz. And they're still saying De Bruyne when it's not. It's De Bruyne. And gay. How many times today does a gay has a ball? It's gay-uh. It's not tough to figure out how to pronounce, pronounce, pronounce people's names. Just make it happen. Dave, My gosh. Is this from Watford and... No, I don't know. There's nothing to talk about this game. Cherry suck. Watford sort of sucks. Move on. <laughs> I I am going to give my fantasy half point to Harry Arter for tricking Chalaba into thinking a teammate was behind him. And so Chalaba decided not to go for the ball. Yes, it's an illegal play. Yes, a yellow card should have been given to Harry Arter. But for even thinking of that in that moment... To attempt such a dastardly thing. Middle school tactic. <laughs> Harry Arter That's gets awesome. my fantasy half point. Chalaba, don't be such a tool. You actually Just don't know your teammates. Ball. Just kick the ball. Burnley nil. West Brom won. The lone goal coming from Hal Robson Canoe. The lone red card going to Hal Robson Canoe. What kind of, what kind of fortune <laughs> does Turf more if West Brom is the one? How many points does West Brom have? They six. yes, are they do. Top of the table, we're close to the top of the table because six is less than forty. Guys, case dismissed. All right. I think that's all there is about this. Dave, Dave wants to give his uh his Jer Cameron Jerome wasteful players of the week award in this match, oh, yeah, don't you, Dave? True. Yeah, I I didn't realize this, Scott uh, Scott and Brian, because let me be honest, I didn't watch much of this game. <laughs> But when I looked statistically at this game, you know what I saw, Brian? Jumped out at me. Burnley, Lord knows they've probably never had 20 shots in a game, and I don't remember when. Burnley's not a offensive stat stuffer. But you know what? It, ben Foster didn't even need to play in the goal. They, they had zero shots on target. Zero. 20 shots. Zero on target. That is so embarrassing. Foster didn't even need to play in the game. 20 shots, zero on target. The Burnley team wins the Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the Week Award, Wasteful Team of the Week Award this week. Does this worry, does this worry you about uh, Tom Heaton? A little bit. A little bit. I know a lot of people... I can't imagine that Tom Heaton owners are feeling very good about it. I feel the same. That, listen, the, as I as the cherries have hurt me, I feel for the Burnley or for the for the fancy players that have played Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton's a great goalie, but the Bur Burnley doesn't seem to have that magic. A little bit of magic they had last year. They uh, they just, it's been missing a little bit this year. Say two words about new club record signing for Burnley and why everyone needs to bail on the or right back to where we were at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Forward rotation for yeah, Sam Bokes was the guy after week one, and we you know we jumped on that. We were on that all you know before the season started. Didn't 
obviously have the same impact in week two, but was still the guy who featured for Burnley up front, but that's not going to be the case for much longer. Chris Wood signed from Leeds United. He's motivated to do well in the Premier League. This is a long time coming. This is a guy who scores 30 in the championship. Uh, and we've seen other guys do that before. I mean, Andre Gray. I mean, he scored, what, 24, something like that? Yeah, it's pretty close to that, yeah. But Chris Wood, I'm going to go ahead and just say he's better. Uh, he's at least 12 to 15 goal caliber forward in the Premier League. What price would he have to start at that you would just say, no, thank you? Is he, he'd probably at least be a six, I would think. Vokes is a six. Six or six and a half, that would be my guess. I think that's what he was. Let me check it real quick here. Um, Has he been added already? No, he has not been added yet. So Vokes is a six, as we know. Um, I thought that I thought all those guys were six. Right now, or we'll Ashley have to Barnes wait and see. Chris, know. by the time you hear this, Chris Wood may be added to FPL, and and we'll know more uh, at that point. Uh, as of right now, he hasn't been added yet because he was just formally signed, I think, earlier today. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, my question is, which one do you own? I think you get one more week out of Vokes because even if Wood plays, he's either going to start and get subbed off after 60 or he's going to come in after 60. So you get one more week with Sam Vokes if you have him as your third forward, which I do. And uh, and then at that point, you've got a hard decision to make. Yeah. Hey, what about West Brom? Are there any players other than their man, Mountain, Scott, <laughs> that, <laughs> that's worth ben playing? Foster. Ben Foster's been amazing. Ben He's a 4.5. Well, if anyone listened to this podcast, they would have had Ben Foster as their starting goalie for the season. Agreed. Ben Foster, any defender. Especially. Any defender. Especially Hagazi. Congrats to anyone who jumped on Hagazi right away after the first week. And congrats to, I think, the guy that was, the, that was leading the Premier League, all fantasy scorers to start the season. It was an Egyptian uh, FPL player who had all of the Egyptian guys. In the Premier League, is that season, right? Which included Higazi and Salah. The first, uh, so he, he got all those points in the first season. Wow, good for him. He's already up point two. He's the highest climbing player in in FPL. Yeah, Higazi threw like we said forever. It's gonna uh, fifteen we'll points and eight points. We'll see what happens whenever Macaulay and Johnny Evans are healthy and back again. But good grief! I mean, it he's been getting the bonus points, Brian. Like, how do you? How do you how do you pull that guy out? Hey, Matt Phillips got the assist on uh, Robson Kinney's goal. Yes, he did. I'm guy. hoping that continues. Matt Phillips is still good. Those guys are good, but they just don't. I mean, look, you can't count on it. You can count on the defense, and you can count on the goalie. Last year, last year their offense was good. Brunt was good. So was Phillips. They were kind of the darlings, the steals, in the beginning of last year. Both or uh, Brunt had eight in the first game. Uh, I think he has a total of 11 points. Eight in the first game, three last week. Brunt was so popular last year because he was a defender. This year he's listed as a midfielder. So that's different. It's still not a terrible no, it's not, and neither is Phillips. I uh, just picked him up on, or I just uh, added him on my waiver list for our draft league. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's a it's a great ad. But Foster, listen, West Brom, they haven't scored 40. Therefore, their players are worth looking at, Scott. They're motivated. Leicester 2, Brighton nil. The goals from Okazaki and Harry Maguire. Pod favorite. And uh, Vardy maybe picked up a bit of an injury. He is better. Good. He is ready to play again. On Tuesday, I like that Craig Shakespeare said that uh, he got a knock doing the kind of 
challenges and tackles that he, you know, that Jamie Vardy does, and he wouldn't be Jamie Vardy if he didn't. <laughs> uh, and then he also said that knowing Jamie, Scott, uh, here, the 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 big one is well, McGuire is the big big one. Yeah, Okazaki. Interesting, Martin. interesting. My man, Okazaki. Speaking of. That guy's so happy, man. I love it when that guy scores. Calvert Lewin level third striker. Yeah. Uh, that guy's role shouldn't, based on form, diminish. Well, I thought he'd lose his position to Ianacho. I know it was against Brighton. However, uh, he's playing great. Yeah. I agree. He always uh, he has a knack of being in the right place at the right time. Yes, he does. For things just happen. Good things happen to him. Like he's just a happy guy. Like good things happen to happy people. Scott, I gotta tell you, Dave. Last week I asked you if Brighton was gonna continue to be boring. They're pretty boring. It's rough. Yeah. And Chris Hutton is still looking to buy, buy, buy. They just signed another guy today. Man. I mean, he's definitely taking on the Ator Karanka Middlesbrough method of staying in the Premier League after getting promoted, which did not work out so well. Quantity over quality. Well, I, I listen. To start the season, I would absolutely put money on on Brighton to stay up over Huddersfield. No, nah, they're both now, hold going on, and, and they might. I obviously it's early, right? Both are going down, and maybe they do. But Huddersfield looked the better team start start season. Well, speaking of Huddersfield, one of three clubs to have a perfect record through two matches after their one nil victory over Newcastle. Aaron Moy. Aaron Moy. Our boy. <laughs> that was a great shot. There might have been that was the only redeeming moment. That's not true. That is not true. Take that back. Lossell had a save. I don't. I don't know if I'm saying it. I feel like there should be a vowel. I know that you're not, but no, that's okay. That's true. I'm probably not. It's, it's it, your guy. It, Urzel. Is it? Is it Lossell? Lossell. 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 Had a heck of a save. Lucille had a heck of a save, and Moy's shot was was excellent. Uh, those were the only two. Listen, I suffered through this match. This match was not good. It definitely felt like I was watching a championship level game. That's what the BBC said. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Uh, doesn't surprise me. Uh, again, that's probably not an outlandish statement. Me making that statement. It felt like a championship level game. This is why – here's the thing, though. I think Huddersfield just played down. I think they, they played up last week. Um, I think – I see enough of them, and I like their manager. There's something about their manager that I feel like is a, is a steady – that he's going to hold them steady through the ups and downs of the season. It's and German. Maybe, and maybe that's the case. He's a good, good manager. He is a good manager. And, Scott, this is why I think Huddersfield – listen, these are six valuable points that they got, right? These lower teams are going to be chasing forty, and and here's the deal: if they can score, if they can, I mean, these are six points in their pocket, right? I mean, sure, they're gonna, they're going to run up. A, listen, their upcoming schedule is is decent for the next few weeks. Absolutely, Southampton at West Ham, Leicester at Burnley. I'm just saying, man, if they can continue to kind of grind out some points and get maybe six more points throughout there, throughout that stretch, and end up with twelve. After six games, 12 points after six games, that's not a bad deal. And I'm just saying their manager's steady. They got they got some kids that are talented on that team. I'm just saying they might not be as bad as we thought. I'm not saying that they're going to – listen, they just want to stay up. 
I think they have a chance at that. Huddersfield has shown me as much as Swansea has. Yeah, except they've beaten Crystal Palace and Newcastle. I know, and they're struggling teams. Let's see. I mean, in all fairness, Brighton has looked bad, but they've played City and Leicester. It's true. No, and, and that's totally fair. You're right. That's fair. So I, I'm going to wait a few more weeks. It's the same thing the opposite for the opposite reason that I'm, I'm a little uh, tepid on Manchester United. Yeah, they've looked great, but they've beaten West Ham and Swansea. Opposite thing here. They've played two poor clubs, and they've beaten them both. And hey, you know, kept a couple of clean sheets in the process, made some history along the way. Brian, you want to give the Cameron Durham Wasteful Player of the Week award in this match. Well, it was I only wanted to give away the Wasteful Player of the Week award to Iosi Perez because he uh, he missed a shipment. Mm. And, uh, and the reason, and, and it's not nearly as bad collectively. The, the football is terrible, but it's not collectively as bad as Burnley was. Right. It was just to that exact point, Dave. Every match for these teams might as well they might as well class their season as relegation six-pointer battle for every single match especially when it's this kind of head-to-head yep against the team you know very easily this this is your struggle right now yep you've got to do something against these teams the same way that like you said scott like the middle class is still really good and that's not even talking about the top seven yeah you have to face twice. So when you have a chance, you got to get the win. Pull back a point, and or to, you are a striker, and you are on a team that has yet to score a goal for the season, and you blow it. Man, uh, it's it's not as wasteful collectively, but it was really important, and they yep. needed it, and they did not get it. Yep. Well, I think we have exhausted everything there is to say about these ten matches. Hopefully, people are still with us. We've given you everything that we've got. Oh yeah, and more. And more. Hey, listen. Had some fun along Scott, the way. Scott, where can people find us? FantasySoccerFC.com, which, by the way, I want to highlight on our blog. If you click the link to our blog on our website, you'll find an open letter that, uh, give all credit where it's due, that Brian took the lead on writing, specifically to our, to our podcast listeners with British accents. We yep. want to make sure that they know who we are and that we know who they are. Yeah. And we know who we are. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We do know who we are. Sure. We, we, we have put ourselves in our right and proper place, and we, we understand uh, this isn't our sport. We're adopted into it. We yep. want to give it all of the, uh, all the love that it deserves. And we just wanted to make sure that that was known. That's right. So open letter website. At Fantasy Soccer FC is our Twitter handle and Fantasy Soccer FC on Facebook. Awesome. Love it. Well, listen, great pod. Awesome action. I can't wait to find out how wrong Scott is with everything he said. And uh, scoreboard for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.